Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Bikini in the Brain. Today the bikini is healthy and ready, a little sleep deprived, but she's she's good to go. Hi! <laughs> You'll hear back to the, the normal Ashley voice, not the sick Ashley voice today for your, your hearing pleasure. Yes, <laughs> yes, much better this week, you know, much better, so might have more to say. Yeah, both of us time. are recovered. <laughs> we did it though, so... Today's, you want to tell us what today's podcast is Heck about? Yeah. Right. So today we're going to be talking about prepping for bikini versus prepping for bodybuilding and how it's different because we always would say that it's much easier to judge men's bodybuilding than a bikini show because in bikini, it's a little more um, finicky, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> You can't be too lean, you can't be too muscular, but you got to have some muscle, but you can't be too soft, et cetera, et cetera. So it's more of a more more of an eye. You need more of an eye for this. Whereas in in bodybuilding, it's kind of like the biggest, the leanest, the most symmetrical. There really is no limits to how much muscle or how lean you can get. I don't think a men's bodybuilder competitor would ever be told, "Oh, you're too lean for this, too yeah. lean," or too much muscle, too much. Because <laughs> it's kind of limitless in that aspect. So in bikini, we do things a little differently. But I think one thing that we've noticed throughout the years is we have, you know, some people that are still kind of old school bodybuilding prep, prepping it when it comes to bikini. Maybe that's due to something they saw online. Maybe it's because their coach is like a bodybuilder, but uh, wanted to try out some bikini girls here. So whatever the case may be, we're here to tell you the difference yeah break some of the myths and whatnot and and i think some of the important things as well which is i think maximizing the one of the more important things is maximizing your value in the gym like getting the most out of your gym and what i found to be one of the most common things is um you know wasting time training parts that don't matter right for bikini or that's detrimental to bikini. yeah usually the parts that don't matter hurt you more than help you and then you waste a whole day of working out that could have been spent on the important things for bikini, which is mostly shoulders and glutes. <laughs> you know, it's like if I could take away your chest day and add a full glutes for that 16 sets, why wouldn't I do that? And anyone who is doing that is going to start gaining days on you, right? Start gaining one glute workout a week on you. They're gaining 52 weeks of 52 training sessions of glutes on you while you're wasting time doing chest, which if you develop your chest is only going to hurt you, you know, as soon as you start seeing like that chest separation line and you start having pecs, you know, the judges are gonna be like, oh, it's a little muscular for a bikini, you know, a little bit, a little bit too much. Now, a little bit of natural that you have is, is totally normal. But if you're getting like full, you know, chest pecs. Bikini pecs. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just no benefit to it and only a detriment to it. So yeah, you, you know, don't waste your time doing parts that don't matter. And the bikini physique, like she said, it's, it's, it's an art project, you know, it's not the biggest, leanest, most symmetrical girl wins. That's only in bodybuilding. So, yeah, so looking at, you know, just how you train and the right parts to train and what volume and frequency to train and what's too much and whatnot and how do I maximize the value of my training. So there's a lot that goes into it. Um, and that's just one quick example. So Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead right into the training part of it then. So as you mentioned, there are things in bikini that you're not necessarily looking to target. Uh and uh, pecs is one of them. <laughs> but also, this is going to um, vary upon your individual needs. Like, most of us bikini competitors have a body part, part that we're just like, okay, this is good to go, probably doesn't need much more, versus a body part that we need to spend more time on to build up, because that's what they're looking for in bikini. So, using myself as an example, I don't really train abs, um, because when I do train abs, they get too much for bikini. So, going into what a bikini abs look like versus bodybuilder abs, uh, I like to say in bikini, you don't want like 3D abs. You don't want to put your finger on someone's ab and you feel bump, 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 <laughs> right? You want nice toned flat abs, but you don't want them to project out too much because then again, it's going to hurt you in bikini. Yeah. No turtle shell abs. We yes. call them. No turtle shell <laughs> abs. So um, having a little bit of detail there is okay. But those, the, the full round protruding abs, like you're talking about, you don't want that. It's cool. But in bikini, it's going to hurt you. And if you get them too developed, then it'll make your waistline bigger too from the profile, which is critical. You also don't want a completely flat no abs at all because that's a large area of your body, almost a third of your body where there's no detail on whatsoever. So it's like a happy balance of when to turn them on and when not to. 
And this is something that Ashley goes through every year where it's like, okay, maybe train your abs like three times <laughs> and it'll stick around for, you know, 16 <laughs> weeks or so. It's like yeah. one of those things and you, you kind of just, it just fades right at, they don't like, you have to catch it right at the right time because it fades and then it comes back like that. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's just something that, um, you know, you have to learn your body and whatnot too and, and learn where's the limit at. And some, some bikini athletes, like I've had training abs for like three years, like three, four times a week because they don't have it yet. Yes. And then as soon as they have it, then I'm like, okay, chill now, just yeah. do your vacuums and we'll just keep an eye on it. You know, if you see them fading, let's add a couple sets in and that's about it. But yeah, it's a very, that's a big one. That one's huge, you know, cause it, it could, the difference of, so here's the thing too. There's a lot of, there's a, that one's a huge one cause it's such a large part of the body. And so getting crazy oblique lines, getting crazy abs, then you look too jacked having no abs whatsoever and have being a little bit ribby where there's like no obliques at all, then you look too skinny. Yeah. Even if you're lean, you could look skinny if you have too much ribs and you're posing tall and you have no abs and it's like, okay, where's that middle ground <laughs> between those two? And then you start realizing, okay, bikini's hard. <laughs> bikini's hard to prep for. What's too much? What's too little? Now, let's say you get the wrong approach like we just talked about and you have a girl who's training abs all the time, but she already has crazy oblique lines. She's got those 3D turtle shell abs but it's cool. It looks cool. And she looks lean and she's like, I'm doing really good. I'm looking really fit. And you are. And then you have pec separation at the, you know, you have that top pec ridge, you have that chep separation. And now you're, you're better than everyone around you. We're not going to argue your physique is technically better, but it's worse for a bikini. Mm -hmm. And you're like, why am I losing? That girl's got no abs and no, no chest. <laughs> well, they're not judging this thing. That's why yeah. you're losing, you know? So a lot of people can get wrapped up in that. And as a bikini, as a bikini competitor, I can say that's a real thing. Like you always want to be leaner because you think you look better, but that's not necessarily what the judges want. So if you don't got a good eye for this, you could be like, yeah, I'm the most muscular one up there or I'm the leanest one. Why did I not do well? Well, it's bikini <laughs> and there is limits. And the thing about bikini is they're kind of gray area limits. Like yeah. there is no like set, like, nope, nope, nope. Um, but there's just like little indications here and there that tells you, oh, you're too muscular muscular or, oh, you're too lean, but make no mistake. Everyone will have their flaws and no one is a complete package. So you might see, oh, well, like that girl's a little bit more muscular in her shoulders, but like that, I have the same amount of muscle in my legs. So we're all like imperfect. So we're all going to have something that's more dominant and something not so much. The closer you can get to not having anything overpower you, um, especially in bikini is, is probably for the best. And I think a lot of times too, as a bikini competitor, we see girls like really, even when they're posing, they really try to like get their glutes to pop more, whether that mean, um, having more of a bend in the back pose or putting more weight on that front leg in that front pose just to get those glutes to pop more. But at the sacrifice of their shoulders are now going to look smaller because they're more at diagonal and their waistline is going to look thicker. So in bikini, this isn't wellness, right? Even though we would all like to have great glutes, we got to remember in bikini, it's about balance and symmetry. Now in wellness, you can be more lower body dominant. And that's why they pose so aggressively, especially like putting a lot of weight on their glutes in the front pose or bending a little more in the back. So that's why you see them posing a little more aggressively because in bikini, symmetry, balance, wellness, not so much. Yep, exactly. You think yeah. you you nailed that one, Ash. Good job, Coach Ashley. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> but in bodybuilding, however, yeah. um, you know, I don't think anybody's particularly looking for a wider waist, especially in bodybuilding, but they definitely want that definition there. And the thing with bodybuilders, I think they can have a little more leniency in their midsection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As you've seen in, in bodybuilding, they're Maybe you don't have the smallest little waist. Yeah. In know, bikini, that's super important. Totally. Yeah, it's def definitely different in bodybuilding. You'll have, um, like, for example, you'll have more aesthetic guys. Like, you could look at, like, a Sean Roden who had a tiny waistline um, and wasn't the biggest bodybuilder, but his it's a ratio thing. And then you could look at a guy like Nick Walker who's a little wider in the waist, but he's built his body around it so much bigger that it's the same ratio as a guy like that. And so when you see them in person, like, oh, he's a little wider waisted, but you see them next to everyone and the ratios are there. So it's like that's how they handle it. So the thing about bodybuilding, you can keep getting bigger. <laughs> so right. you could change your ratios. if it, Whatever you're born with, you can kind of offset it. But in bikini, it's a little bit more of the genetic structure. Um, and in bodybuilding, it's more the genetic how much you're able to build muscle, how much, how big your joints are to start than it is overall just structure, you know, so. They can also get away with a little more of the distension. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> issue. Yeah. In body or in bikini, 
No distension. Yeah, and that we'll, <laughs> none yeah, allowed. And we'll go into that too. I think that's important to talk about because people avoid this um, because it's an uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable truth for people, right? So with bodybuilders, the reason that they're getting their guts so big is because they're eating so much more food than they used to. They used to eat. You know, because they're able to put on, they have more muscle than they used to have. And so because you have more muscle, you have to feed it more food. So then, yeah, they get those distended bellies from eating a lot more volume of food. So everyone sees that and they're like, they blame other things. And they're like, oh, they're all on a bunch of whatever to make that happen. But that's that's not what's changed. It's the food volume that's changed uh, more than anything. So we look at that and we're like, okay, we know it's the food volume that's changing these guts, making them a little bit bigger why aren't we thinking that that applies to bikini too? Of course it applies. It just applies at a smaller amount. But if you're not keeping it tight in the off season and your food volume is super high and you're eating foods that cause a lot of distension throughout the year that your body may, may not agree with, maybe you're doing like a full macro diet and you're just eating whatever you want, like an IFYM type diet. And then you're like, I want to be the next, you know, best physique in the world. Well, the best physiques in the world, very few of them can get away with that. Like it's like a genetic thing if they can it's not like by design the best way of doing it. And even if it's just a few percent better, when you're at the top, you're fighting for a percent or two. Like you're not, it's it's not like there's ever a dominating person. You're fighting for a percent or two, you know? Just like all sports at the top level, like in football, you're fighting for a yard. Like that's what separates world champions to, to you know, second, fifth, 16th places is one yard at one critical moment. And in bikini, it's the same thing. It's that 1% at one critical moment. And so why wouldn't we, try to keep our waistline tighter? Why wouldn't we work on the, the digestion of foods? Why wouldn't we keep that volume as, as, as smart as we can throughout the year to not to get the smallest waistline come Olympia time? Now, I'm speaking to those that want to really excel. I'm not speaking to everyone, but we do get a lot of listeners that want to really excel. And sometimes, you know, we get our... Um, you get, you get it. You'll get your people that kind of like, like, oh, you're, you know, it's not healthy. You're eating, you're staying too lean all year, though she's staying very healthy. Um, she'll get those people. But usually those are the people that are saying that because they have their own shortcomings and they're the ones gaining that 25, 30 pounds. And then they're wondering why they're not excelling come showtime because their waistline's still wider, why they still have some, a, li a little bit of dissension, not as much as like a bodybuilder, but yes, that little bit does matter. That extra inch or two inches does matter. If you're trying to get a pro card, if you're trying to get to the Olympia level or win the Olympia level, you're what you do in your off season sets you up for what, how you look in the end season. And there's no way around that whatsoever. Like it's just, it's always going to be that way. There's no way to offset it. I'm sorry if this is news to you, but it's just like any other sport the work you put in, in the off season is going to show dividends, what you do in the end season. And you could see it from the world's best athletes in all sports. They're always staying in shape. They're always practicing in the off season, not letting it go. And that's how they get to the being the Tom Brady's, the Michael Jordan's, the Kobe Bryant's that that's how it happens is all year long, you know? That's how Ashley gets there all year. She's in shape all year long. That's why she's the best there was ever was. So, um, yeah, just wanted to throw that out there because I, I say it a lot, but people need to hear it more, you know, because it's, it's an unfortunate truth. It's just the reality of it. But not saying, hey, if it's your first time competitor, you got to be that crazy. If you're just trying to have fun, you're trying to win a show, like, yeah, be good for six months and then take your breaks. Do what you do what makes you best. But if your long-term goal is I want to be the next Ashley K or whatever, which, you know, let's say 5% of our listeners are, are, are that girl, you got to take that in and say, okay, am I willing to put in the work to be the next Ashley K? You know, because there's a, there's a big difference, you know, there's a big difference. So absolutely. Yeah. Heck yeah. That's what's up. That's my rant. <laughs> you got to throw a good rant in there once every a month, once in a while. Once a month. Absolutely. <laughs> 12 times a year. That's not so much of my high pressure job. <laughs> <laughs> so when we're looking at a bikini physique, what other indicators are like, oh, you're too muscular or you're too lean, you know? Um, just going off uh, the top of my head here, I would say in bikini, if you're too lean, you're probably grainy or strided. They don't want to see that in bikini. They don't necessarily want to see veins either. Sometimes you might see a little little vein here and there on someone, but it's nothing like bulging out. You yeah. know what I mean? Whereas I feel like uh, in in bodybuilding, again, the veinier the better. Yeah. You know, we're <laughs> the more veins, the more roadmaps, the better. Yeah, you look. You know leaner. what I mean? Yeah. And the, the judges will say, "Oh, we don't judge on vascularity," but the reality is, is that you look a lot harder and a lot leaner with the vascularity. So it's not that they're judging. I didn't even know that. Yeah. You mean for, okay, so for men's bodybuilding, just to clarify, they they're don't. not looking for vascularity. Uh -uh. They'll, they make a, yeah, they make a strict, they've actually made a statement that they don't I look for that. Know. I see. Look, but, this is what <laughs> happens when you tune into the Bikini and the Brain podcast. <laughs> yeah. You learn things because yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, they don't judge on vascularity, but subjective, like 
object, I get objectively, like you would just look at it and you would think it's leaner because visually there's no way to not judge on vascularity. I can't look at someone, I can't look at you exactly like this and then look at you with roadmaps, exactly the same body fat with roadmaps all over you and not think you're leaner. Yeah. I have to think that there's no way to perceive that as different. Right. So they say they don't judge it and they will never judge based on veins, right? They're not going to be, but they have that guy got some good veins yeah. on, but the perception, <laughs> that's a good squiggly vein right there. Yeah, The, squiggly ones. <laughs> the perception of <laughs> the perception of hardness and conditioning and that it, it just, it kind of goes with vascularity. So I, I don't think there's a way to get away from it. So like subconsciously is what I was thinking subconsciously of, of, of that. So, um, you know, and that's a genetic thing sometimes, and sometimes it's a conditioning thing. But I will say there are some women backstage who I see in bikini taking like pre-workout pumps and all these different things, like like loading up on on um, things to get like vascularity backstage. And I'm like, why are you doing that? It's going to hurt you in bikini. Oh, yeah. we see that sometimes too. Like girls that you can see are clearly too big in some area, like oh, yeah. the, their arms are too big and you can see it from a mile away, yet they're still pumping up their arms backstage. And we're just like, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> What what are you doing? I'm like, thank you very much. Here's let, let me help you out. <laughs> let me help you out. Make it easy on me. Uh, yeah. It's like one of those things. I feel like people think they have to do just because everyone else is doing yeah. it or something, or maybe their bodybuilder coach told them. I don't know. You know. But you brought up a good point the other week. Like you don't usually see. Not saying it's not possible, but you usually don't see the the bodybuilding coaches at the top that are training top Olympians also find that same success with bikini competitors. Yeah. There's a reason why. It's you know? a very, yeah, it's, it's a very different thing. It's yeah. a very different thing. And it's requires so much time and attention. It becomes like a specialty. Yeah. And, and it's, it almost throws other things off too when you're doing multiples, like you're doing just bodybuilders. Cause you start looking, you're just looking for two different things and it's just exactly. two different meal plans and, and everything, cardios and all these things. And it's so unique. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's fun. It's fun to keep doing it and doing it. And now that I don't have, so one of the best things that's happened to me with doing preps um, over the last, really like over the last like five years is I've had, um, you know, I worked really hard and I've had like kind of financial freedom to do only what I want to do now, where I didn't have to do a bunch of bodybuilding and I didn't have to do all these things because I needed to like pay bills, right? So as I've been able to get away from all those things now, I won't even do bodybuilders anymore. As I've been able to get away from those things, it's like you start realizing more and more and more because all you're seeing is bikini and you start seeing patterns. You start seeing what like body fat distributions and posing things. And you start like just really, I don't know, it's hard to explain it. Like the, the doors kind of open wider for you or something when you just focus on it. And so, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been definitely a blessing for that to being like, hey, I just want to do this now. And it's, you can see everything. And even going into shows, when I see people prepping, going into these shows, these like pro shows, I'm like, oh, she's off there. Like, oh, she's like off that's there. too much, too mm-hmm. lean right there, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you see it and they don't see it yet. So you don't say anything. <laughs> You're like, hey, that's a little much. And then it, fi- it ends up working out that way. And I'm like, yes, I saw that <laughs> like, yeah. type of thing. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's just so different. You know, bodybuilding was, it was always the same approach. Okay. We got to get leaner, got to get harder, do this, do, like do this, do this. It was got to get leaner, got to get harder. And then with the, with Bikini, it's so different. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. you have a body fat distribution issue. You're way leaner on your legs than your upper body. So we got to pose your legs softer. We got to pose your upper body harder. We have to pose different. It's like a whole, it's just a whole different thing. And you would never tell a bodybuilder to pose his legs softer. Like right. You wouldn't do that. Like or you would never tell a bodybuilder, oh, too much, too much shoulder right there. Yeah. We got to stop. We got to stop. Yeah. No uh, more. <laughs> unless, and it's crazy because even in bodybuilding, you want to be as balanced as you can be, but you, you also want it's also okay to have that one impressive part, totally. you know, like you could look at back at like Phil Heath and his arms were like, there, there weren't in balance to the rest of his physique, just slightly bigger than the rest of his physique, but it was so impressive. Like he had muscle. It looked like he had an extra muscle. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like there was something else there that yeah. wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. It, in bikini, you don't want that oh, standout no. feature. You don't want like, oh my gosh, her, her arms are just so big in comparison, yeah. even glutes, they can be too much bikini. So, oh yeah, they can overpower the physique. That, yeah. In the in the the front pose in that profile when you could see it, that's when it becomes really obvious is when someone's glutes are overpowering their whole upper body, their whole physique. And in the back pose, you see it in the width. You know, you'll see it in like the overall width, and it overpowers the the legs start looking a little skinny, right? They look a little bit skinnier, or the upper body is just so much smaller comparatively. You know, so yeah, you got to be careful with that stuff in in bikini, especially. Some of the best physiques I've seen out there just don't 
do well in bikini. There's a couple of physiques where I'm like, I love this girl's physique, but it's just not. Yeah. You say this is a great Instagram physique. Yeah. Sell booty but programs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I even, I even have this theory too, is like once you start to look too extreme too in bikini, it's like not to your benefit. Yeah. Like not necessarily that there's like the, even I would say like if you're waist to hip to shoulder ratio is too much, it's yeah. not necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Which you would think like, oh, it's, that's the freakiest physique. Yeah. But in bikini, you don't want to be a freaky physique. <laughs> yeah. Another a good example of that would be like like Kimber. There was times where she would, I was like, man, your waist is almost too small for your ratios. Like yeah. it's, it's like we'd actually give her food before the show, uh, which is something I don't usually do. Like Ashley will try to keep her waistline smaller. Mm-hmm. With Kimber, it's like, okay, give her a little bit of food before the show. Make her maybe an, an extra inch on the waist will actually help the ratios because you don't want it to be too crazy you want to be good but never too crazy never the most of anything for the most right. part you know so it's it's a hard you're like wait a minute you're making our waist wider on purpose like hey the situation calls for what the yeah. situation calls for you know it's like so that's the cool thing about bikini it's just it's yeah. so it's just so different you yeah know? And, and at the higher levels i wouldn't say this would apply to some like npc local show but like in the high levels like let's say olympia you don't want to be the leanest you don't want to be the softest you don't want to be the smallest, but you don't want to be the biggest. You want to be like right in between the people you're standing next to because typically they would favor somebody that's not extreme on any end. They want kind of more in the middle. Yeah. The most balanced, not too lean, not too soft, not too muscular, not too small. Good right from everywhere, not great from anywhere. There you go. That's, that's, that's my quote. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is the weirdest thing because usually you'd pick great from somewhere like if you could like why not be great in the glutes you know why not so um you know can you offset that with having awesome stage presence and everything else yeah of course and so you'll see that happen once in a while but it's not something you should strive for because it's better to just be as complete as you can without any too extra anything you know so absolutely yeah this is a fun one i like this podcast so adam what are the differences you see in cardio between bodybuilders and bikini competitors typically yeah so here's the thing about Here's the thing about bodybuilders, and I'm going to get a tiny bit raw on this one because it requires it, okay? And it's um, it's something that bodybuilders don't think about, and this is one of the biggest reasons why they mess up with bikini preps. And so here's the thing, okay, when we talk about doing fasted cardio and fed cardio, there's not really a difference between those two things. There's really no difference in terms of the end result in fed and fasted cardio. Now, can you chemically change that yes you can change that right and so when you see bodybuilders at the highest level they are doing that bikini competitors are not so when you see a bodybuilder who's doing an hour of cardio fasted in the morning two hours of cardio sometimes fasted in the morning and not losing any muscle understand that there's chemical reasons why that's happening you apply that to a bikini competitor who's not doing any of those things and she's going to waste away you give her no calories, tons of cardio, fasted, and you're trying to get the same end result, it's not going to be the same thing. So there's a totally different process for it. Can you do fasted cardio? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, will it cost you a ton of muscle? Not necessarily. Just depends on how much volume of it you're doing. You know, remember, the more endurance anything you do, the more endurance your body's going to look. So there's, a, there's always going to be that give and take. So if you're doing marathon every single day, you're going to waste away. You're not going to have full glutes. You're going to have small legs. So to some degree, yes, that's the, that will apply in terms of, you know, doing two hours of cardio or whatnot. How does it change between bikini and bodybuilding? Well, the, the supplements changes that completely, right? So you could change things dramatically. And so when you look at bodybuilders and you look at, okay, I'm going to use this approach for a bikini, understand those are two entirely different things just based on just like on the chemical part of it alone. So you can't, you know, shuttle fat into the, you know, as the primary source of energy and just free it all up and spare all the muscle with the bikini better because they're not doing the same things a bodybuilder is doing. So unfortunately, that's the approach a lot of bodybuilders will put towards bikini athletes. And you have to think, okay, what's, what's changed about bikini? And this is the thing I had conversations with before about what's changed with bikini and why is it harder now? It's not that the main thing is the, the glutes and the tines. That's the, the, the biggest thing that's changed over the last few years has been the glutes and the tines. There's more, there's more glutes and there's a more visible tie-in since 2018, basically, I think it was 19 is where it really started hitting. So um, I might be wrong on my year, I might be off by a year or so on there. Um, and so the difference is, yeah, neither of those things are that hard to do. Getting a tie-in to show up, not that hard to do. It's an extra four weeks of dieting. Getting a glute to be that big, 
not that hard to do. It's probably an extra six months to a year of lifting. Now, doing those things simultaneously, having full glutes and full tie-ins on stage being that lean, that's really hard to do. At the same time, that's really, really different. That changed bikini a whole step. In the in the judge's perspective, it didn't change it that much because it's not a big thing to look at. But in an athlete perspective, it's a huge change. So the approaches are going to be different now based on those things too, which is what people don't think about. Okay, if I'm going to run this girl's tines and glutes off by doing two hours of cardio, using a bodybuilder approach when she's not a bodybuilder and taking those things, then I'm going to waste her away. She's not going to look the way she wants. Or she might look that way, but she's going to be stringy by the time she gets there. She's not going to have the fullness that she wants. So we have to look at, okay, how do I keep her full? How do I keep her tight? How do I get this glute tying to show up? How do I keep the full glutes? And there's a lot of different manipulation that's going to happen with that, whether it's, do I need to do hit cardio for this girl? Or is she going to get too much density? Is she going to have too much inflammation? How long can she handle the hit cardio? Can I do steady state for her? Does she have enough legs where I can run off a little bit of that? Is that okay to do? Is there... Or calories too low. Just, you know, there's so many different variables, but the main one is um, the main one is that, and you can't look at bodybuilder approaches, which is what we all do, because you know when someone's the biggest and best at it, you want to look at what are they doing. I can apply that to me as a fraction of that, and it should be the same end result, but it's not. Don't think of bikini as bodybuilding because it is. Uh, it's not even like the same sport. It, like it looks like it is. It's the same stage. It's the same lifting, but how things are done, it's like a different planet. It's not even close. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, it's, it's unfortunate because a lot of bodybuilders will take their approaches, apply it to bikini. And they're like, why am I not doing good in bikini? I'm like, cause you're not even playing the same sport, dude. Yeah. It's like, you're taking a football coach and throwing him into a baseball game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, of course he's going to lose, you know? So it's a, it's a different scenario. Um, so the, the things to be, to look out for is bikini competitor is going to be, you know, am I running off my glutes? Am I walking off my glutes by doing too much? Are my calories too low where I am losing more muscle than it's worth just to get the tines to show up. And if I do get that lean, will my tines even be there? That's what you got to start looking at when it comes to cardio. Yes. Can I throw out like a stereotype that I noticed? And yeah. maybe I'm incorrect and ignorant on this. But anytime I see a bodybuilder do cardio, I just see them in their hoodie with their music on, just walking on a treadmill for yeah. like an hour. Just yeah. walking, that's it. I don't think I've ever seen a bodybuilder actually like run on the track. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, no, maybe that's because their thighs are <laughs> going to touch. I don't know. You don't but really I mean, it. typically, I mean, when we're talking about men's open, right? Yeah. I mean, what do you, why do you think that is? Well, one, when you get, so I've never been that big and I'm never going to even put myself in the same <laughs> category. I right? break the treadmill running yeah, on it. I, the biggest I ever got was 227, right? So that was like, for me, that was pretty big. I walk around now 180, 185, right? Right now uh, was 190. But um, yeah, so being that big, like things are harder to move. Like, just <laughs> go, like it was, I, remember, I remember like, I was like, man, this bodybuilding shit can't be good for me. Because I remember once I went up the stairs and I was like in shape and I went up the stairs. I was like, <sighs> I was like, why am I breathing hard? I went up like 14 steps. Like, like just the amount of oxygen that they need to consume to feed that much muscle, right, is a work in itself. So they don't need to put the same effort out because it's so much oxygen's being consumed. And that's all mm -hmm. we're trying to do is burn calories and get oxygen in the fire, right? So for them, walking is like equivalent to you jogging because of uh. the, just the pure oxygen consumption requirements of their body. And also, they're not the most, most of them, I, won't, I will say there's a couple of them that are, most of them are not the most movable people. Like, running and stuff like that. It's just not, they're just too big for their joints and their, their, uh, their thighs are rubbing. Yeah. I don't know what pushes out their, their legs when they, you've seen some of these guys walk kind of like, kind of duck yeah, walk because they're, they're just, just too waddling. big. Yeah. That, so, that makes sense. Especially but, like on their joints and stuff. That's gotta be, whoo, it's gotta but the, tear them down the reality is, and this is not a bash on any bodybuilder. It's just the reality of things is that when you say, decide, okay, I'm going to chemically change the processes of this, where I'm going to have super high testosterone and all these things, um, you know, anabolic wise, that's keeping all my muscle and I have zero concern of how much I lose because it's just not going to happen. And then I'm going to free up fat by taking all these other things and make sure that my thyroid hormones and all these things never crash because I'm taking extra of that, all these things, right? You set up this perfect environment to not lose muscle, to burn fat, to shuttle fat as a primary source of energy and actually even build muscle while doing it at the same time. Of course you could do three hours of cardio a day and not worry about it. And you're so big that you burn up so many calories. Of course, you could just walk there because just moving up the stairs is hard, right? Yeah. And that was me. And I was like, you know, 60, 70 pounds lighter than these guys. So it's it's a different. And as I'm throwing it out there, I'm not throwing it out. There's no way of bashing a body. But I think it's an amazing thing that these guys do. And it's crazy effort. And that's one of the reasons I quit is because I just couldn't even eat anymore. And 
And so the, the sacrifices these guys put themselves through is just monumental. It's just so hard. But um, it is different. And it's, it's, there's some things that are just we look at and we're like, I can do that too. And I'm like, listen, 120-pound natural bikini competitor, you are a lot different than that 280-pound assisted bodybuilder. And to a whole other degree, you, you don't even look at what he's doing for motivation for like in, in terms of what you're going to, I said motivation, I shouldn't say that because they were most motivated people, but in terms of, of application to how I'm going to do this, it just doesn't make any sense. It's just not the same sport. It's like watching a different sport. I could watch Michael Jordan for motivation, but I'm playing, you know, boxing, right? It's right. not the right, it's a different sport. Like it's just not the same sport, you know? So yeah, there you go. Is that a ranty? I think I was ranty. No, okay. I liked it. I was just, I was like thinking in my head how funny it would be. Cause you know how I like, I do 10 K's to get in shape sometimes yeah. so it's the show i'm like how funny would it be to see like a bodybuilder do that just because they're so like big and heavy i do so yeah. they're always sweaty too the I, oxygen requirements on those guys is just like yeah, just a lot of lot of uh a lot of meat to move you know yeah. it's just, just heavy it's like i i can't even picture how that must feel because they probably feel like superhuman strength yeah but the like, you know how I say when I'm close to show, I don't feel like I walk, I glide. I don't walk, I glide. Like, to, I feel very efficient and light, but to feel so heavy, but so strong. I wonder how that feels, you know? Yeah. Hmm. I never I never made it to that level where I would be there. But um, I remember when, like, when I was, like, bigger, it was fun to just look at weight and lift it. Like, it just didn't matter kind of what it was. Even it's opening like, doors so much easier, <laughs> just, like... Just open it with a fingertip. It is, it is, but uh, I don't miss how I felt sleeping and the weight on your chest and the breathing and the sweating and the eating and the, 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 the main thing that cut it for me was the, the, the eating, the, the, just the stomach acid levels I always had. I always had hiccups and stuff for, I had a, the main thing I stopped was I had three months straight where I had hiccups and I thought they're going to have to paralyze a nerve like they are. Yeah. Cause of the, the, just the eating and always being full just caused it. And I was just always breathing into bags to get my, um, I had to like breathe into a plastic bag to get it to the, the diaphragm to like relax. And it would be like to the point I'm hyperventilating and I had to do it every day for a while. And it just was like, this isn't even worth it anymore. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, it's just, it was fun. It was a great, I, I miss it. You know, that part of it, not that part of it. I miss like the, but it also, you know, I think of longevity and whatnot too. It's not good to be that heavy all the time and eating all the time. It's not good to have that much all the time. And you, so the bodybuilders, I give my hats off to them. It's just, I love seeing it because it's such a freak show and it's so cool to know what they do to get it to, to be like that for years and years and years living in that discomfort, it's like, man. It's, it's yeah, it's a it's, much harder life as, I, I hate to break it to you bikini girls, but it, it's a harder life, okay? <laughs> harder. Um, I know everyone who competes in bikini wants to think that it's just as hard as bodybuilding. <laughs> I'm so sorry to break it to you. No. Just the food alone. Just, just the whole life alone, yeah. you know, it's much more of a sacrifice on your health. Yeah. Um, than bikini. And uh, that's why I always will clarify when somebody says I've won the most in the IFBB and they like to compare me to Dexter. That's why I will always clarify this is apples and oranges. It is much tougher to achieve that as a bodybuilder than a bikini competitor. Okay. Yeah. I always clarify that. <laughs> I think it's fair. I you think know? it's a fair clarification so, considering everything. Yeah, yeah, that it's much harder on your health, on your whole life than than bikini. So yeah. I think the only thing that I give bikini athletes more credit for is the frequency of working Repetition, out sucks. Yeah. I, I will say that I don't know if I could do it, honestly, because you girls really do have it rough, honestly. Like cause you train shoulders and glued so often. I don't know how motivated, how long I could be motivated in the gym doing it that frequently. Mm -hmm. Like every other day, glutes and legs. Cause it's hard to get ready for a leg day. Like mentally, you gotta like get yourself ready for legs. All right, leg day today is gonna be tough. You know, like one of those things. And then you're doing it every other day kind of thing. It's mm -hmm. like- I don't think that's the hardest part about bikini. Uh, to me, the hardest part is the mental uh, when you're of your placings. Oh, because yeah. like I've mentioned, there are no like, there's a lot of gray area in bikini and a lot of opinion and, and it's a subject, the most subjective out of every division. So with that being said, you have to have super thick skin and sometimes you're going to think you look your best, but you place your worst and vice versa. Sometimes you think you don't look good, but you place better. And some girl that beat you last week will beat you and then you beat her and then she beat you again. It's, it's, um, all over the place. <laughs> so I think that's the hardest part about bikini is the mental like toughness you need to have when it comes to placings. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, it's you a don't truth see too. that much in, in bodybuilding. No. Yeah, like I went to the Vancouver show and just on the list, I was like, okay, this is one through four here. Like I already knew who was going to win. When we went to the Vancouver uh, for bikini, there was a bodybuilding show there too. And I was, it was kind of oh, like- clarify. For bodybuilding. For bodybuilding. Yes, for bodybuilding. So I went to Vancouver. You made it sound like it no, was no, no. bikini. No, no, bikini. And that's the thing. Bikini, it's that's it's so funny because bodybuilding, it was like, oh, this guy's here, this guy's here, this guy's here. This is going to be first, second, third, like maybe third and fourth place. I was like, maybe there could be a competition there. But first and second is is kind of determined already. Like there's, it's just so unlikely someone's going to prepare better. Like you are, they're already there. They're already the biggest. They already know where the placing is. It's kind of like predetermined until you get to like the Olympia, but the smaller shows, but then you go to a smaller show, if you want to call it a smaller show, with Ashley. And I'm like, well, I don't know who this girl is. I don't know who this girl is. I don't know who this girl is. I don't know who this. One of these five girls might beat you. <laughs> like, yeah. Because who knows who who they are. And if it's bodybuilding, it's like, oh, it's a new bodybuilder. Don't even worry about him. He's like a new Well, I would say even more so just seeing the first call is a better indication than knowing names. Because even for me, I don't know the, the field of bodybuilders as well as I do bikini. But I could even see like just... Give me the first call. Oh, oh I can see. Visually, I can yeah. see before they even start moving them around visually. So I would say even forget people's name or reputation. I would just say right off the eye, the biggest, the leanest, the most symmetrical guy. Yep. In yeah. bikini, much more factors, including hair, makeup, and all that goes yeah. into play more than than bodybuilding. It's so so difficult. Bikini is like any given day it could be someone else. You know, it's like it's just and even in, even at that show, you could make an argument for someone if you really wanted to and be like, oh well, she was this much more and she was this much less. And right. this was, Maybe you know, I was too, too soft or that girl was too lean or the yeah. girl I stood next to was way softer than me. And I looked way too hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's your tan and makeup was off that day, yeah. you know what I mean? which is out of your control. So many tan, more factors like, yeah. go into play. Yeah. It's such a crazy, it's such a crazy sport. So you really do need to be tough in bikini, which is it's, that is probably one of the harder things The the, the scoring at the end, it's a tough thing. Yeah, I hate overthinking everything in between prejudging and finals because I have no idea. And I just start to like, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, when I turned, did I smile? Did I suck in? <laughs> oh my gosh, I pushed harder. I don't know. Lots to consider. Okay, so Adam, you touched on it a little bit, but diet between bodybuilders and bikini athletes. Now that's, that's a lot different. Yeah. A time. lot different. Yeah. <laughs> I probably, like my... My entire calories for the day is probably one of their meals. Yeah, some of those guys, it could be. <laughs> some of those guys, it's, 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 uh, yeah, it's a surprising amount of calories. I remember seeing uh, Ronnie Coleman's food and he was eating, it was eight to 10 ounces of chicken every meal. And that was back in the old school days. So it was like they didn't have the sauces and the things that we have now. And they, we didn't have the, the knowledge that we had now. So a lot of times it was like boiled chicken breast. Like Ew. it's, crazy. I right? could never, but they just, they're just machines, you know, they're just machines. And I, back then I thought, well, that's what I got to do. You know, that's what I got to do too. Eat eight to 10 ounces of chicken, five, six, he was doing six to seven times a day. Like you think about the raw volume of meat. That's a pound every two meals. Like that's three pounds of meat a day. Right. It's just crazy. You know, you think about volume of food, um, tons of rice, oils, all that stuff. So, um, the, the volume, so the, to obviously to support that much muscle, you gotta remember a pound of muscle is going to be, depending on how much you move eight to 28, I think it's eight to 28 calories. I'm just pulling off the top of my head here, eight to 28 calories per pound. So when someone has 40 extra pounds like of muscle, like oh man, that's a ton of, that's a ton of calories to be burning there. Right. So, um, and that's why you talk about oxygen consumption and why they can get away with doing less cardio too. That's, you know, they have to, they have to give create oxygen and blood flow to that much muscle. Um, and we think about long-term health, like we talked about too, having your heart work to pump blood to that much more mass all the time, every day, every beat. Yeah. That's less healthy on you than being a 120 pound bikini competitor. It's just, and that's why you'll see health issues as guys get older when they're that big. They, there's a lot of sacrifice in the bodybuilding yeah. that's, you know, been more exposed Way lately. Than, more. Than like, yeah. It's just, you're not supposed to be that big. You're not, you're not supposed to be that big. So, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's a, it's a life commitment, you know? I would so. also say injuries are more prevalent in bodybuilding yeah, too, for sure. because you don't see girls like blowing out their bicep in bikini. Like, yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> blew out my bicep. Like, I don't see that happening. Yeah. I mean, knock on wood, I hope it doesn't happen to me, but like I've said, I've not gotten an injury yet from bikini training. I have in track a lot of overuse injuries, but not in bikini, but you see it happen a lot in, in men's bodybuilding yeah. just because of their lifts. Also something to do probably with their joints as well, because they're, 
they're wearing and tearing so much on it. So yeah, I can't stress enough. It's much more difficult on your body and health and bodybuilding than bikini. Yeah. You can't get big without lifting big weight. You know, yeah. it was what Ronnie Coleman said, everyone, everyone wants to be a bodybuilder till they, but they no can't. one wants to lift those. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Something along those lines. Everyone wants to body build, be a bodybuilder. But they, do you know it? Everyone wants to be a bodybuilder, but nobody wants to lift this weight or something like that. Yeah. yeah. You're right. Is yeah. That was crazy, man. Watching, watching him back in the day work out. It was just, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of weight, a lot of repetition and frequency to, to, to have that type of density, that type of size to create a stimulus every time you're in the gym. I mean, they have to push it harder and harder and harder. And once you get to that big, I mean, you're lifting crazy weights at that point. So once you get to that point and you still have to create a stimulus, you know? Right. So yeah, tough stuff, but hats off to, that's why I still love, I still love watching bodybuilding, you know? It's when we, incredible. When we go to these shows and if there's bikini and bodybuilding, I'm like, I'm always like, oh, let, let me hang around and watch this I bodybuilding. Just, <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, just like you said, it's like a different world. It's, it's incredible to see though. It really is. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, even their posing routines, they get like out of breath and stuff. Like it's, it's a big thing. It's yeah, like they, a workout. They do like a sweat break. They did a sweat break at the Vancouver. <laughs> Can you picture that in bikini? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're at the Vancouver and they're like doing the mandatories. For the bodybuilders. And then um, I forget who the head judge was there. He's like, you guys get wiped off, come back. And he's get, get wiped off, come back in a second. And so they all go to the sides and get literally their sweat wiped off because of it's like running on their tan. And then like that would never, ever happen in bikini. Oh, so yeah, they're huffing and puffing. I mean, the oxygen requirements of those bodybuilders, it's it's <sighs> underestimated. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So um, yeah, obviously in bikini, uh, not as much food is required. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so let's go into a little bit because this is a great segue into how our off seasons are different because there's still that few out there that thinks you need to bulk yeah. in bikini and have this bulking season. And uh, it's definitely not the case. Yeah, yeah. And is it more justifiable in men's bodybuilding, you think? Because they don't stay close to that like as a bikini competitor you can stay somewhat close to your stage look uh maybe within five pounds but in bodybuilding maybe they get a little more leeway for that um not saying it's to their benefit or not but because they have to get so lean it's much more unrealistic for them to stay that lean so there's there's this is a good question and i guess today i because of this scenario i do have to be a little bit more raw with it and and um so i usually don't dive in those things as often but yeah i know <laughs> but there's a there's a couple factors so one i say for bikini athletes to just stay fit in the off season you know 10 percent above stage weight if you're competing within six months 10 to 12 percent if you're taking longer than six months i think that that's very fair that's very realistic right that means if you're 120 pounds and you're competing within six months you're 12 pounds above stage weight. That's not crazy. And I'm saying stage weight, not a dehydrated stage weight because I don't do that. So if you do dehydrate and all that, 10% of your starting of peak week weight, that's whatever that is. So it's, we're just saying stay fit. We're not saying be shredded. Not everyone's going to be, you know, like close to stage lean as Ashley, but it works for her. And that's the only reason we do it is because it works for her. And right. And even the then reason. I'm not too crazy lean no. right now. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and hers is more like 5% above stage yeah. weight. It's not, and it's, it just, it works because she's doing another show usually within a few months. So it's, it's different, you know, and, and she stays healthy while doing it. So it's just different, but, um, but bodybuilder, let's look at bodybuilder. So if you're 230 on stage, 240 on stage, 10% above stage weight, if you're competing within six months is 24 pounds. So it's, it's a different amount of weight to start with. Most of them don't compete within six months. They compete, you know, twice a year. So they're going to be at that 12% marker, right? Which is an additional, um, let's say, five pounds there. So we're talking 30 pounds for them is within the markers of 12% within stage weight, right? So there's, but there's two factors that go in. So there's the first thing. One, they are going to be 30 pounds because that's it. But the other thing is bodybuilders now are staying leaner than they did, let's say like the Lee Priest era, which he would notoriously get really, really soft in the Aussies. Like he almost like, it was almost like a badge of honor how he would do it. Like he took pictures next to like KFC with his stomach out. And so he was just a funny guy and he's still a funny guy. But that was like a, is this a different, a different time? So how are they able to do it and why why shouldn't you do it in bikini? Well, the thing is, too, is when bodybuilders are getting ready for a show, you got to remember there's a different, it's a different sport, not just in how they lift and eat and all that, but the, the, the chemical side of things. And they can take hormones to make their thyroids go faster, to make everything go like past the point of normalcy of where a bikini player is not going to do those things. They're just not going to do them. There's just no point. You don't, you shouldn't ever have to do that. And so when you could turn your hormones into your time of like a superhuman 
who cares if I gain an extra 15 pounds of body fat? I can just get it off. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just a different, and it's different. And so when women look at that and they're like, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to do it just like well, whoever does it, right? Whoever, whoever does it. Well, they're taking things that you're never going to take and you're never going to have that same benefit. So now all you're going to do is just trans translate what they're doing into you doing more and more and more cardio, which in turn will cost you probably more and more muscle because you're not taking the things to maintain it like they are. doesn't matter how much cardio they do. doesn't matter if they have to get lose another 15 pounds. It's chemically assisted to help with that, right? So still a ton, a ton of hard work. Not going to take that away, but it's a different sport. It's a, because of that side of things. So um, yeah, so it's just different bikinis, you know, and that's why bikini is going to be healthy and it's going to be um, long-term and you can stay that lean and you're never going to see bikini competitors, you know, passing at like, you know, in the fifties, late fifties and sixties, right. Early sixties, like they're going to live long, healthy lives. It's not going to be affected by the sport. So, um, that's, that's the biggest difference there in bikini athletes. You have to understand bulking is a way to maximize your muscle growth in the off season and get, and make sure that you never miss a day of growing, right. Which is important as a bodybuilder. But in bikini, it's not as important to never miss a day to the detriment of adding body fat. And that's what bodybuilders do, right? So they're like, let's say, just on make it easy. Let's say today you can gain 100 calories worth of muscle, right? Let's say you can gain 100 calories, worth of muscle, which is a lot of muscle. You wouldn't do that in a day, but just to make it easy. So a bodybuilder is afraid of not getting that 100 calories. So they're going to go above their maintenance calories by 1,000, Right. So they're going to gain 900 calories of fat, 100 calories of muscle, right? So they're going to overshoot to make sure they get those 100 calories of muscle, right? A bikini competitor might be some days under those 100 calories and miss it by 50 and some days right at it at 100 and some days at it at 150, depending on what they work that day. But we're going to keep it very close to that 100 calories, right? To maximize their growth, but minimize their off season, um, minimize their dieting time. Because what people don't think about, they just think about raw gains and they think about scale weight and raw gains and raw gains. I don't care about raw gains. I care about net gains. So net gains is what do you weigh from your start of peak week, this show, from your start of peak week to your next show in the same condition? Did you gain one pound, two pounds? Awesome. We had a great off season. I don't care what the scale said in between. What is the net gain? Did you maximize your lean mass growth from show to show? Um, I don't care if you maximized your, your, you know, and we're talking about the maximum net, not just the maximum total, right? So bodybuilders, they can maximize the maximum total. Because remember, every pound of muscle that they gain, they're probably going to keep most because of what they're taking. It all comes down to that again. Bikini is not going to do that. So if you have to lose 30 pounds in bikini and you're not taking what a bodybuilder is taking, well, then you're not going to keep all the, let's say you had 100% of your days, you hit that 100 calories versus someone else hit it 50% of the time. Well, now because you have to diet so much harder, you're going to lose that 50% that you, of those 100 days anyway. So you ended up netting the same, but now you have you know, um, a harder time dieting. You're not just having as much fun in prep. Your hormones might have crashed a little bit more. You're doing more cardio, which might have cost you more in the tie-in. There's all these things that you're paying for it. So it's all a give and take. And um, the, net, the net best way of going about it is keeping it pretty tight in the off season. So you can minimize your dieting time. I never want anyone to exchange a day for a day. So what that means is, I never want someone's diet to give them one day of gaining for every one day of dieting. It should be in a ratio of about three to one. So for every one day of, um, I should have three days of gaining for every one day of dieting. Then I'm doing a pretty good, pretty perfect diet. That means throughout the year, I'm going to have, you know, um, three times as long gaining as I am cutting where everyone else is going to have a one to one ratio at the end of the, at the end of 10 years, who's going to get farther Well, the person who dieted for less time is going to probably net more muscle and still have more enjoyment, probably have better hormones too. That's what I'm worried about is the longevity of it, right? So, yeah, there you go. There you go. Am I ranty today? <clears throat> I don't mind it. <laughs> but the good thing is your rants are like on topic. Sometimes yeah. they go to places that I'm like, I don't know how we got here. But, uh, so she it's okay. Just nudge me under the table. Oh, like, how did we get onto your sandals, Adam? What, why are we <laughs> talking about nothing. your sandals? Does, you know what? <laughs> you, I figured we've, we've talked for like 150 episodes. That's 150 hours of, of talking. A Something, lot of talking. Something's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> so let's go into um, peak weeks, how they're different, and even yeah. show days, because this is a a good thing to remember as a bikini competitor. So we've, we've made this reference before that if you're worried that like 
you should have another rice cake <laughs> before going on stage as if it's going to make a crazy amount of difference and you're stressed out about it. Don't stress out about it. Yeah. In bikini, it's not going to make a difference. <laughs> right. Um, I think some people overthink this, the, the show day foods and they think that, Oh man, if I, if I just would have had that one extra rice cake, I, I would have placed like first instead of eighth. Like it's, it's not like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um Hayes basically in the barn at that point if you're a bikini competitor. But things might be a little bit different if you're a bodybuilder, Adam, and tell us why. Yeah, you know what's funny is I was I went to the bodies exhibit this weekend uh, yes. with my mom and Kimber and I was looking for I don't know how to find it in my previous stories, but I posted it because they had there's all these different sections of this bodies exhibit. If you guys uh -huh. ever wanted to go to the bodies exhibit, I, I highly recommend it. It's really cool and it it's teaches in you. Luxor? A, yeah, in the Luxor. It's like thirty five dollars okay. too. And it's it's awesome. Um it's you know, it's a little there's human cadavers essentially like on display but they tell you a lot about the human body and we're in the like i guess it was the intestine like stomach area type of thing and they were talking about digestion and it showed the timelines of digestion mm. of it of like you know how much how many how long your intestines are and all these different it was cool but it was so it was kind of funny i posted on my stories if you guys saw it but um it talked about how long it takes to chew something how long it takes to swallow something, how long it's something stays in your stomach, how long it's in your, in your intestine, how long before you, it goes into your actual, like in your cells. Right. And it was, it said anywhere between like, it was, uh, it was 18 hours, I think to, to days. And I was like, you think <laughs> that when, rice cake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're, wait a minute. You still think when you wake up in the morning and you wake up at seven, and your show's at 11, you still think that that's going to be digestion out of your stomach, out of your intestine, through your blood, in your muscle cell, and just pop on stage when you pump yeah. 45 minutes after you're backstage pumping. I got some news for you. That's not how we're designed, right? It's yeah. not. Yeah, that one's huge to really take in. As an athlete, your most important day, 90% of the time is Thursday of your peak week. Like, because Friday, I try to keep people's waistline pretty small. So Thursday, I'm trying to like, that's like my fill up day. That's my day. I'm like, okay, got to get her right at this point. Everything else is just water and and making sure her waistline stays tight. Maybe I'll use Friday if I missed on Thursday and, I, and she just was burning more calories than I thought. And she needs a little bit more, right? So it's, it's, it's not Saturday, guys. It's not. And I, I'm sorry. A lot of people freak out backstage. But I'm like, backstage, people are always like, oh, it's my... Is my coach going to be there? Is this going to be there? This going to be, you know, I'm like, hey, like literally backstage, I'm checking your hair. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I'm like, making sure your tan and your oil's right. Helping with the pump if I do help at all. But I mean, it's pretty minimal. Um, and it just kind of common nerves. Like there's not yeah. really, if, if we missed at that point, there's no correcting. There's no, right. oh, I'll give you three tablespoons of honey instead of two. And you're going to be full now. Right. Like that happened on Thursday. Like if you're trying to soften up or whatever, like most likely it's just going to sit in the stomach um, and it's just going to make you a little bloated on stage come show day. Show day. You want to make sure your water's right, of course, um, but everything else is pretty much done. It's just too long to digest, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So don't stress, guys. If yeah. you have one rice cake or two before going on stage, it's going to be okay. And don't don't worry if, if you didn't have that rice cake within 30 minutes of stage. It's yeah. all good. It's not going to. Yeah. And then the other, the <laughs> other one that I get a lot of too is, um, they'll eat a they'll eat a cheat meal after the show and they're like, I'm so much fuller now on Sunday. I should have done this. And I'm like, you're fuller, but your waistline is two inches bigger. <laughs> like, yeah. are we ignoring the fact that your waistline's blown out? Of course you're fuller. We, you know, of course you're going to be fuller when you have a bunch of salt and a bunch of this and a bunch of food and carbs and fats. And of course you're fuller, but you're softer. And the, the, that's not the point of get you as full and soft as possible to get you full with keeping your waistline in check. So just let that happen too, because a lot of times uh, athletes will think that. Um, and I get it. I see a lot of this on message boards like, Oh, I was so much fuller the next day. Like my coach, whatever. Um, and I'm like, well, were you better or were you fuller? Cause there's a big difference between those two. And, um, and with bodybuilding going up the point of bodybuilding, people will think, especially in bikini, what we're trying to achieve in bikini, we're not trying to get too lean. If you get too lean, it hurts you. So we're not trying to have any cross striations. So cross striations, just so you guys know. So you have strife. So look, if you look at a quad on a bodybuilder, the striations are the vertical separation lines between the quads. You can see four different quads. That's going to be the striations. The horizontal lines within the quads themselves, within a single part of that quad, is a feathering of a muscle. That's called cross striation. 
you would never have that in bikini. Like you'll never, I mean, I hope we never have that in bikini because that, I've seen it. yeah, it does come around when some of these girls got some the juicy quads and I'm like, I'm like, you know, you that's know, another I'm, bikini deal that's breaker. Another, yeah. So when you see the cross striation, that's way too far in bikini, right? So you wouldn't want to do that. So you would want to, in bodybuilding, you do want to do that though. So the peak week and the water manipulation is a lot more drastic in bodybuilding because you do want to have those things. In bikini, you're a significant percentage higher of body fat to the point where you're not even going to see those things. So it's not as intricate of detail and you don't need to do the same things that bodybuilders need to do to get that look. So you see, you know, bodybuilders are going to cut water. They're going to take things to lose water. Bikini, you want that full vibrant look. You don't want cross right of detail. So you don't need your, I mean, just to say it, I mean, you're, you just don't need as much detail on your peak week because you're not trying to get to that level of lean. Yeah. You know, you're not trying to get dehydrated and, and, and sacrifice muscle to show the striations and all these things because that does come out of fullness sacrifice. So if you're taking um, diuretics and, and cutting water, you are sacrificing some size in order to do that. There is no way, there is no pill, there is no anything, no coach out there, even myself, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get someone to pull just the water from under their skin. It's no, there's no physical way of doing that to someone. There is, there is water within the muscle cell themselves that you will sacrifice to get the water that might be blurring the muscle a little bit. And so you're not going to have just, oh, I'm just going to pull the water out from under my skin and everything else is going to be nice and full and round. <laughs> no, like that's not how the body works. It pulls water from everywhere or it pulls water from nowhere. So that's just the way it works. So um, in, in bodybuilding, you can sacrifice that, right? So um, a good example of this would be Big Rammy, right? He's so big. He's so big for so long. Everyone was like, well, just don't bring him in as full. Why is, why, why is he chasing fullness? He's so big. Just bring him in hard, even at the sacrifice of some of that muscle. And then he did that and he won the Olympia, right? So it was like, okay, th yeah, that made sense for his scenario, right? He was chasing conditioning. But in, in bikini, you're rarely going to have a girl that big where you're going to sacrifice all that for that. It's, and even then, it's like a catastrophe 90% of the time. You start doing those things and cutting water, they get squishier and softer looking. They don't get harder looking sometimes. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It's not a recipe for long-term success because you can't repeat it because it's like, it's just so many factors that go into it, how they're going to respond that day. So I don't do any of them ever anymore. Like, um, unless someone's really, really muscular, like even like things like expel or something where it's just a little normal over-the-counter water pill, like I don't even touch them. Like it's so hit and miss, so hit and miss. Like it's crazy. So you can really make a girl look 3% softer in body fat and smaller at the same time. Like it's not worth the risk. Right. Just totally. Diet longer. Right. <laughs> diet longer. Ideally in bikini. Yeah. Like you said, you don't need to do these extreme things. Ideally no. you just roll into to the peak week. Like what's up? I'm ready. It's, Feed me more. The, the, <laughs> the longer I've done this, the more basic it's become. Like yeah. if I were to look at my peak week now, when I first started, I would look at it and be like, dude, this guy's like not even trying. Like he's, he's just giving you carbs and fats. Like that's what I would say. I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, but the, the ones originally, it was like, okay, water was two gallons, then one and a half, then one, then half of that, then half of that. And then sh this is like, and then your sodium would load 10 days before and we'd get that aldosterone dump. And then we'd like get your body desensitized. We'd reduce it. And you're doing all these crazy things. And then every time the girl would look different. Every time you do it, she would look different. Like, why she looked different this time? Why she looked different this time? Well, I did 15 things. How do I identify how she looked different? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know which one of those things did that. Like, I could be really, I don't know. There's 15 things we did. Right. Now it's like, okay, just diet her for two weeks longer, get her extra lean, and then avoid all that, and then just give her carbs, fats, and protein so we can see, like, what we're actually doing and have full control of that end result. She's going to look not drastically different between Saturday and and Monday and, um, and very little different between Thursday and Saturday, very little different. So it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just a lot different than it used to be. You know, just as we get, as we get the science gets better at this and I do it more, it's like, you know, it's just more, it's almost the more, you know, the less, you know, type of thing, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, Oh, the, the easier it is to kind of use it. Now it's more your eyes than it is the actual process of getting there. It's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's different. It's yeah. fun, but yeah, it's, it's a lot different. So I'll even get that sometimes too with like a girl. She'll be like, that's it for peak week? And I'm like, yeah, just have 200 carbs in this today. <laughs> and they're like expecting this crazy plan of like manipulation. And I'm like, no, you're, are you ready now? Do you look like you could step on stage right now? I'm like, yeah. Okay, but then what are you worried about? And then like, they're all worried. 
and then they win the overall. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like you don't need to be crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. So just need to be full and look right. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that was a great, uh, great show, I'd say. Yeah. So thank you for lending your brain. I had a fun time with this. Do you want to do this? Do we have enough questions for a number two on this? Or no? I'm sorry, what? Do we have, a, do we have enough questions for a number two on this? Enough like no. stuff left? No, we got to most of it. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> but anyway, um, thank you guys all so much for tuning in. Anything else you'd like to say? No, but if we, if we missed anything, leave it in the comments. Maybe we could do a short something for it or, or something like that. Because this, uh, this one's actually really fun. I had a really good time with this one. Yeah, good some stuff. of them are some are more fun than others, you know. Yeah. Some of them get you like going, and you're very passionate about this one. I yeah, I'm in a good. I'm in just in a good overall mood today. I oh, think wonderful. too. Wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll take it. You know. Well, can so. we get a like for Adam's good mood, <laughs> please? Thank you. <laughs> yes, like and subscribe as always. Uh, MuscleEgg.com forward slash Team Elite Physique for Ashley keep her full of eggs. <laughs> and then uh, what's the angel? Ashley K Fit. Angel yeah, for it. Angel Competition Bikinis. Uh, if you use code Ashley K Fit, you can actually save 20%. And you didn't hear it from me, but I think it was told to me next week they're going to put a whole bunch of my previously owned suits what? up for sale. So you get a nice discount and you get my, my good luck that I wore before. So those should be up by next week at some point. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there'll be like eight of them up there. So. I've, I, we got to do an angel. I haven't seen angels in a while. We got to see angels pretty soon here. So yeah. anyway, um, thank you guys so much for tuning in and we will talk to you next time.